Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Yeah, my name is Nigel. Hammer's over there with a special guest on the hotline. Tommy Piggott is the Rapid Response Director for the RNC. You can see some of his work on the popular Twitter handle at RNC Research. Tommy, jobs report came out earlier, and something that Nigel and I talk a lot about, and we'll get to the numbers that were released today, but the revisions. Yeah. The revisions are always key, and they never get the headlines they deserve. Talk to us a little bit about these revisions. Yeah, we saw a revised downward revision of 100,000 jobs right about. So we have created 100,000 fewer jobs than we thought in the past three months, which is a massive revision. It really changes how you're viewing this economy and really paints a picture that the economy, uh, in terms of job creation, is slowing while inflation is still hammering workers. And this isn't the first time this has happened. It feels like we have this conversation every month. You know, the jobs report comes out, and, you know, I doubt it happens today with this report, but if the numbers are somewhat decent, Biden's up there at the podium, everybody's playing grab ass, they're having a good time, and then, oh, by the way, next month, turns out a lot of it was crap. Yeah, I mean, it has happened almost every month the last three or four months, if not longer than that, where they have these numbers that are, are a certain level and they're really bragging about them. And then we get these revisions and they're much lower than we originally thought. Uh, so if you go back and you actually look at this, uh, the job uh, recovery and creation numbers, it, it looks a lot different than what Joe Biden touts when he goes out there on jobs day. And you know, if you think about these revisions, we had 150,000 jobs. That was the job creation number. We'll see what the revision is to that. But if you have revisions down of 100,000 jobs, you're only really 50,000 jobs higher than you thought you were. You know, if you, if you had a certain number of jobs you thought you had created last month, and then you get these revisions of down 100,000, and then you have the 150,000 additional, you're really only looking at a net gain of 50,000 jobs. And that's nothing to brag about ever. Uh, and so I think it really paints a picture where you know, it, the, the economy is slowing down in terms of job creation and job recovery. And like I said, inflation is still hammering workers. And there certainly is a difference, and you can go over this again, there's certainly a difference between job creation and jobs recovered after uh, the government locked us down. Yeah, exactly. That's why I sort of, uh, in a clumsy way, maybe said recovered and created, because Joe Biden likes to say that he's created 14 million jobs, which is absurd. (laughs) It is patently absurd for him to go out there and say that. Those are jobs recovered after we had these lockdowns, and they were recovered, by the way, led by Republican-led states that opened up their economies, not not by Democrat-led states. There's a huge distinction between the economy and Democrat-led states versus Republican-led ones. So any job creation or recovery that we're seeing is led by Republican-led states. It's in spite of the inflationary agenda we're seeing from Washington, D.C., uh, and it's in spite of Bidenomics, which has only made American families poorer. And, Tommy, we're seeing a trend here in these jobs reports of the government jobs growing but other jobs shrinking. In today's report, we saw that manufacturing jobs down, private sector jobs down, but government jobs, hot damn, they're through the roof. Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show what Bidenomics is really all about. It's about empowering the government. It's not about empowering families. It's not about empowering businesses. I mean, and I bet you in about three days, Joe Biden's going to go out and tweet about a manufacturing boom again, because that's what he constantly does. So this is not the first time we've seen job losses in manufacturing. There's been experts that have been warning for months 
that we're on the brink of a manufacturing recession because of the mandates and because of Bidenomics, because of supply chain issues, the surging costs of raw materials. We're seeing manufacturing suffer in this country, and yet Joe Biden goes out and posts every other day practically about a manufacturing boom. And this jobs report once again showed that for him to claim we're in a manufacturing boom right now is ridiculous. We're more like a manufacturing bust. I wish that wasn't the case, but to make sure that we really revitalize American manufacturing, we need to get a Republican president in there. And I really I really think, and you look at the specifics of some of these jobs, like Hammer said, uh, a lot of these jobs were in government. A lot of these jobs are in hospitality and retail. And while I love bartenders, I love going to restaurants, I love all that stuff, you know, shopping, um, that's not really the big driver of uh, the economy. It's what we're talking about with manufacturing and other things. And we're also seeing uh, a lot of that point is people taking part-time jobs, which is not yes. exactly when we're, we're talking about yes. that what, what, the, what all these metrics really matter about is what the financial health is of the American family, of the American worker, of, the, of really what your bank account and your balance sheet looks like at the end of the month. Uh, and if you're forced to take two jobs because one job no longer is paying the bills, you're not in a better position financially. You're in a worse one. If you're forced to take that second job or a part-time job because you can't afford groceries, because you can't afford rent, you're not in a better position. You're in a worse one. And that's the reality of Bidenomics for too many Americans. We're seeing people forced to come out of retirement back into the workforce because of surging prices. We're seeing people on a fixed income struggle, especially so because of these surging prices. And we're seeing many people forced to take part-time jobs just to afford basic necessities. Once again, showing for Joe Biden to go out and brag about this, this jobs number is really a slap in the face to Americans who are, are seeing their savings depleted, who are seeing their costs surge, and, and who are seeing their real wages uh, go down since Joe Biden took office. Tommy Piggott is our guest, Rapid Response Director for the RNC. Tommy, House Republicans got new leadership. Speaker Johnson has the gavel, and they put forth a funding bill, a humanitarian aid package, if you want to call it that, for Israel. And there was some Democratic support with this. But Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Anthony Blinken, all the good time party folks there, they've already said this is dead on arrival. Take me through what you're seeing with this new leadership of the House Republicans. Well, they're saying it's dead on arrival because they want to protect their middle class shakedown, their IRS expansion. That was part of how this bill was paid for, was by taking some of those funds that Mm -hmm. Joe Biden enacted for the IRS taking those funds that are going to lead to more middle-class IRS audits, cutting those funds, and instead sending that aid to Israel. I think that's widely popular with the American people. But Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Anthony Blinken, and 194 House Democrats, by the way, decided they wanted to oppose aid to Israel in order to protect their ability to squeeze more tax money out of the, uh, out of the middle class. I mean, that's the warped priorities we're seeing from Democrats right now. Uh, and it's not just on the specific bill that passed the House to, to send aid to Israel. There was also a bill that passed the House that would have that sanctions Hamas and sanctions those that offer Hamas financial support. Common sense. We should be sanctioning terrorism. We should be cutting off financial uh, support that goes to our ter- terrorism. We should be targeting that. We should be wiping that out. But 45 Democrats voted against sanctioning Hamas. 45 wow. voted against that. I mean, these are the warped priorities of the Democratic Party right now that want to First of all, expand the IRS to go up to the middle class. And second of all, are refusing to do basic steps to cut off the funding to the evil and terrorist group Hamas. That should be a bipartisan, mutually agreed upon consensus. But 45 Democrats oppose that legislation. Tommy, overall, I think I'm seeing, I don't know about you, maybe sort of a breakdown for a, a unified support of Israel in the Democratic Party. First of all, 
in the beginning, even Joe Biden, uh, Blinken, the Secretary of State, most Democrats are saying Israel has a right to defend itself. And now Blinken goes to Israel and says, hey, we better maybe slow down. A, what, what do we call a pause? A pause. Uh, we, yeah. we need a pause to get the aid in there, which really means a ceasefire. We have Democrats like Dick Durbin of Illinois, uh, Murphy out of Connecticut talking about a ceasefire. And and I, I'm seeing sort of a fracture, a big fracture now in the Democratic Party um, concerning Israel. Well, it's outrageous from the Biden administration to be trying to pressure a pause right now or pressure a ceasefire. That's outrageous. You are right to point out when this first happened, they rightly said Israel has a right to defend itself because Israel does have a right to defend itself. Israel has a right and a duty to protect its citizens. Israel should go in there and wipe out Hamas. It, it needs to do that for its own security. It has a right to do that given Hamas's years of attacking Israel and especially in light of that brutal and heinous attack that Hamas uh, uh, conducted on October 7th. I mean, that is basic support for our ally in terms of saying Israel has a right to defend itself. But it's important to recognize that if there is any pause and any ceasefire, the main beneficiary of that is Hamas. Yeah. There's no question about that. that. Hamas wants that in order to rearm. Uh, and we can't be encouraging that. Uh, this is the same administration that went out and decided to not vigorously enforce uh, oil sanctions against Iran, allowing Iran to reap in tens of billions of dollars, decided to unfreeze $6 billion to Iran, decided to send aid to Hamas-controlled Gaza when they were warned that that aid would go towards empowering Hamas to attack Israel. They were warned about that. They've sent all of this money to terrorist funders and terrorist organizations, and now we're supposed to take their word about a ceasefire and a pause? Their foreign policy is a complete and utter disaster. It just goes to show that Robert Gates was right, the former defense secretary, when he said Joe Biden has been wrong on every single foreign policy issue for the last 40 years. Joe Biden had this right in the beginning when he said Israel has a right to defend itself. That's where we need to be. We need to be supporting Israel, not instead going back now and saying Israel needs to pause. That's the exact wrong approach. Hamas needs to be wiped out. and We need to, need to stop sending money to countries like Iran who only then send that money on to their terrorist proxies. And, Tommy, it's a wild time we live in when this current group of Democrats have gone so far to the extreme left, they've lost the Clintons. Hillary Clinton came out this past week and said the exact same thing that you've said, that we've said, that a pause or a ceasefire only helps Hamas. It gives them more time to get their act together. Man, when you've lost Hillary Clinton, you've really gone to the left. Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show you. I mean, it's, this should be a bipartisan consensus to say we support Israel, our strongest ally in the Middle East. That, that should be uh, the, the, what we all agree upon. But we're seeing the Democratic Party move away from that. We're seeing these, these extremists in the Democratic Party, these elected officials, these extremists really opposing those efforts, voting against those efforts. We also see on college campuses really concerning rise of anti-Semitic rhetoric, uh, of rhetoric opposing Israel and calling for the destruction of Israel on college campuses. And we're seeing Democrats that are, are too afraid to call out that rhetoric. We're seeing university officials that are too afraid to call out that rhetoric. I mean, we're, we're in a new, this is to, to kind of borrow Joe Biden's phrase about the Republican Party, this is not your father's Democratic Party. The Democrat Party has moved so far to the left, they're completely out of touch with the American people. And to be frank, they're out of touch with reality. Because if they were to go live under Hamas's uh, regime for a day, none of these values, quote unquote, that they support would be supported by Hamas at all. Uh, it just shows that they have no idea what they're calling for. They have no idea uh, about history or what we really should be doing here. Uh, we really just need to be supporting Israel uh, full stop. And Israel has a right to defend itself. Tommy Pickett, 
RNC Rapid Response Director. Tommy, good stuff, man. We'll talk to you again next Friday. Hey, thanks for having me on. Have a good weekend. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.